Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Strategy Game Podcast. I am so honored and grateful to have Helen on with me today. Helen, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. And I'm I'm just excited uh, to share your story because you come from a background of working, um, you know, for a Fortune 100 company. And I think Helen and I both connect. It's hard to find like those strategy brains. And because your consulting business is called My Strategy Mentor, uh, we clearly connect on that front. But it's also it's not so much just business strategy. It's also that life strategy piece, which I'm excited to get to in a little bit. But can you tell us just a little bit about yourself, like your background, where you came from and the strategy work that you love to do? Yes. Yep. Um, So my background, you know, in short is growing up as an immigrant, you know, moved to moved from China to America when I was five, grew up with really hardworking parents who kind of instilled in me a work ethic around working hard and making sacrifices and um, just trying to better yourself. And so I kind of grew up um, with that work ethic, went to NYU undergrad um, in marketing and um, ended up working at great companies where I grew a lot, you know, worked at L'Oreal in marketing um, and brand marketing and then moved over to Amazon and then worked at a couple startups. And then my last role was a, a, a director of marketing at Walmart corporate. And so, you know, so much of like those, you know, 10 plus years of working were focused on just working hard, achieving, learning. I loved marketing strategy. I loved what I did. Um, but then I kind of had, you know, over the past couple of years had this um, restlessness around, around purpose, trying to understand, okay, And so much of this is driven by faith and my relationship with God, where I just felt like he, he wanted me to work more purposefully, Mm -hmm. um, according to my talents. So I was using my talents, but it didn't feel on purpose for me. And so Lauren and I met through women doing well, and which is all about purpose and passion, right. And and generosity. Um, and so that, um, you know, that relationship with women doing well and learning more about what my purpose was, um, which is really, you know, using my, my skill set to help those that I really want to serve, which are nonprofits, mission-driven companies, you know, smaller companies, um, that really propelled me to leave this career, um, you know, last year, uh, May of 2021, and start my own business, my strategy mentor. Um, so it's been a couple months in, and it's just been really fruitful because it feels like I'm able to give to my community, to, you know, to God in a way that is just another dimension compared to where I was. I love that. So amazing. Yes. Okay. That's so good. Um, I think what's evident as I've gotten to know you, Helen, is that um, you are really willing to make bold moves um, in areas that you feel um, you believe in and that the things that you're hearing. And so I think you really let um, your creator, God, be the leader mm-hmm. of your life and you're listening. So it's more of like a, it's more of a following and, and a yes. led, which I can relate to. And oh man, has helped me tremendously uh, over the years because early on in my career, and you may be able to relate to this, it was more of like a, it was like a striving and like a running and like, 
I, I yeah. have to like make it happen. Like I've got to make yes. things happen. And mm-hmm. there's this shift um, as you like release and just surrender more of like, mm-hmm. I don't have to make anything happen. And yes. what's so beautiful about that is that all of the weight and the burden that has sat on your shoulders is lifted off. And there's this, this freedom um, that's like unparalleled. That's just incredible. So can yes, you you're you're speaking my language? Yeah. Like <laughs> how is that like looked for you? Because you've got, you know, a family and, you know, your career as well and trying to balance all of the things. And it's interesting, like you're talking about your background and how you grew up and that's what you were taught that work ethic. And there's something wonderful and beautiful. And there are a lot of benefits to that work ethic, but it's also like you realized, wait a minute, it's not, there are things that I want to change and do differently here. And I'm going to change the story. Yes. Can you talk to us about how you're changing that story while bringing yes. work ethic with you? Wow, Lauren, that is such a good question. <laughs> That's like a multi-pronged answer, <laughs> but I'm going to try to be concise. It's so good. And you're so right on the freedom part that I've never felt more contentment and freedom ever, even yeah. though, you know, to the world, it might be like, you, you left a really big job. Like, why'd you do that? Um, you know, I have to say, I give God because I'm not wise enough or smart enough to make these decisions to know what is really going to make a healthy, fruitful life. Yeah. Um, you know, Ben and I both grew up with families that didn't have a lot. And so we kind of went into college and the workplace with a little bit of a chip on our shoulder of like, we need to achieve and make the life for ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, I think the perspective of, you know, a couple that actually did achieve, like he had a big job on wall street. I had a big job in corporate, right? We, we both, were, you know, making high salaries. We, we really didn't rely on God, even though we were Christians, we didn't really rely on him as our, our provider because yeah. we provided for ourselves. And so we had this one extreme where we were just getting promoted and making more and more money. We were saving like six figures in our mid twenties. Right. And it's like, okay, like that's insane. Right. Yeah. And, and feeling the lifestyle creep living in New York and feeling, you know, how the community around us, every time they make more money, their lifestyle goes up. Yeah, And so even early then in our twenties, before having children, it was like, what's the lifestyle that we want? Like, we don't need to keep getting a nicer and nicer apartment. I remember like Googling like Chanel bags and I'm like, do I really want a Chanel bag? Or is it, you know, nothing wrong with Chanel bags, but it right, was like right. the consumption, right? The consumption right. mindset. Right. Yeah. So yeah. your environment really matters. And, yeah. um, and so God actually pointed us to Jersey city, which was an up and coming city, you know, right across the river from New York which helped break a little bit of that consumption culture that New York has. Mm-hmm. And so he guided us out. And then we ended up, you know, recently moving to Philadelphia. And so he, he actually, I think geography really matters where yeah. if you're surrounded by everyone who has more than you, mm-hmm. it can be really tempting. Right. Whereas now we're, we're in a place where, you know, it, it just feels very neutral. There's yeah. not as much temptation. And yeah. that has, that has allowed us to listen to God. Mm. and hear him speak to us. Um, So Ben left his job. He has a very similar story story to me. He left his job um, and pursued a calling for for using his gifts to serve the kingdom. And it's, he started his own financial planning company. And I, I got to see how God truly called him and how much he relied, Ben relied 
on God mm-hmm. to bring in business. You know, he had no idea who his next client was going to be. I got to watch him be so faithful. God, God be so faithful yeah. in those four years. Yeah. And so by the time that God called me and put a burden in my heart, which is like, I have so much, you've gifted me so much and I'm not being a good steward. Mm-hmm. I'm just not like, I'm not, you know, what, you know, when you just know there's like something hollow in your heart and you're like, I have all these gifts, yeah. but I don't feel like I'm using them the way that you want me to use them. Yeah. 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 Like I have these talents, I have this money, you know, but I'm not, I'm just saving and saving and saving. I just don't feel like this is how you want me to perceive money. And so, or how you want me to perceive how to live a life that glorifies you Mm. on this earth. So, um, I think there was a period of wrestling for me and a period of wrestling for Ben, um, long story short, um, the way that we finally made the leap was truly surrender, you know, use this term surrender. Um, but truly surrendering and believing a hundred percent that like, God, you're my provider, Mm. you're my security. Um, and it practically, it meant actually learning more about, um, the biblical principles of money. Yeah. You know, like, so really meditating on that and feeling like convicted that we were storing up treasures on, on earth that you can't take with you when you die. Mm. And, you know, there was a lot of excess in our life, really just in our bank accounts, that, you know, we didn't even need, practically speaking, like we didn't need, you know, when we cover retirement and 529 plans, all the practical things, mortgages, but we still had extra. Yeah. And, and so being convicted of that, um, two things that helped us take a leap that helped, helped reframe money and reframe work. One was generosity and another one was, you know, service to others. So, um, those are the two steps, you know, it's, it's like, easier said than done, but, you know, we ended up becoming more generous, ended up serving more. And that helped me understand what my purpose was, you know, just by volunteering. That's, and for those listening, you know, this a couple of thoughts come to mind, like wherever we've got people that may believe in God and people that may not believe in God or people that might not know where they are right mm-hmm. um, in their walk. And I think that, you know, what was coming to mind when you were saying like it allowed us to listen to God and hear his voice more. And we're talking about this mm. process of being led rather than, um, than making it happen for ourselves. Um, and I think a lot of experience this maybe in the past two years or, you know, since just, um, everything that's happened with COVID and everything that's kind of happened in the world. And, you know, it feels like in some senses, things are getting a little bit crazier. And I think we're just realizing that we never were in control, but I think it's very easy for us to think we're in control or yes. in control. And so how does it happen for you all? I know for, for me and some people around me, they hear the voice differently. Like it yeah. can go up in different ways for you guys. What does that look like? Like hearing the voice mm. And, mm. and following being led. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. A lot of it, um, has to do with what you believe. And so for the longest time, I did not have a lot of experiences with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Only, only two years ago, did I feel like, wow, I'm God speaking to me in new ways. Like I have a real relationship with the Holy Spirit and I'm understanding, I'm starting to recognize when he does speak to me. So this is getting very, you know, very kind of almost theological in in a way. Um, But, you know, I, I just have this knower sense where it's like, I know this is what God is impressing in my heart. And then he'll back it up with the words of 
the community around me, scripture. Yeah. Um, he'll just deeply convict me. And I'm like, this keeps coming up over and over and over again that, you know, yeah. I want you to steward the resources I've given you um, better. Yes. You know, I want to, I want you to serve, uh, you know, in this way. Um, and so, you know, the encouragement of the women doing well staff, I was volunteering there, you know, and, you know, just the, 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 the work that I was doing was actually um, encouraged and people were saying, Hey, you, you know, you should keep doing this, which mm-hmm. is very encouraging, kind of, kind of affirmed this like deeper call, the sense of calling that I had. So, yeah, that's awesome. um, but you know, I've, I, I feel like God can speak to everybody in different ways. And uh, it's really important to just be quiet before him, mm-hmm. you know, and just remove the distraction. Yeah. So as I mentioned, like the distraction of New York and consumerism, you know, like that helped us personally to get out of tempting, you know, a tempting place um, and into a quieter place. Um, And of course, um, you kind of have to feel a sense of, you know, there's, there's something more. So I think that's in your own walk with God of like, do you feel like you're content where you are? I I was not content with um, the work that I was doing. So good that wrestling period beforehand and praying god lead me give me an answer because i don't i don't know where to go next i literally don't know where am i going to go to another big company yeah you know do i stay in marketing which i liked right i i just continue to ask him like guide me because i have no idea i just know that this is not it yeah you know isn't it and it's interesting and and there's some places and it's interesting i've been reading a lot of um of words lately and i think there's a there is an atmosphere where there can be a, a corporate uh, kind of spiritual atmosphere of like what is happening um, in the world and what's happening like collectively. And then there's the, the personal uh, spiritual mm-hmm. walk, which is for me as well, listening. And I didn't, I didn't really know about like the Holy Spirit or the fact that, you know, that was like a voice and that's actually yeah. voice that yeah. us that we can hear. And, you know, so mm-hmm. that's a more recent journey for me as well. And definitely Same. like total game changer in life. Um, and yep. I don't get the internal sense of panic or anxiety that I used yes. to have. It's just completely different. Yes. Uh, which is amazing. Like, yep. uh, um, calmness and a a sense that clarity will come. And so when you Mm -hmm. said that, where you were at that inflection point of like, do I continue to go into marketing or do I do something else? There's a, it can look like a wilderness. We can call it a wilderness. Yeah. Or it can look like a, Hey, I'm here now. And I haven't gotten to where I'm going yet. And I'm like in the middle and I don't know where to go. But the great Mm -hmm. part is that when you're like surrendered to it and you're just like being led and you're being still and like listening, um, instead of trying to figure it out, it just flows. I can't explain yes. other than that. It just yep. it flows and you don't have to, uh, worry and you don't have mm-hmm. to drive and you don't have to, um, like figure it out, you know, like there will yes. be questions, of course, like, you know, like you said, even with like your financial plan and like, yes, you still yep. do certain things, but yep. it's just this shift and it's just completely different. And so yes. I just really admire the way that you guys have realized this. And for you, it was a very personal experience. And I think for everybody, it's a very personal experience of like, what is it 
like, where is it that you are being led right now? You know, mm. where is it? Uh, what is, what is next for you? Or like, what are you getting ready to walk into or what yes. your identity maybe haven't you stepped into? I mean, are there, is there, are there past, you know, wounds, yeah. past holdbacks that are like holding yeah. you from actually walking, you know, in who you are. And I love that you mentioned identity because that's one, I think the identity and money, yeah. you know, are, are big barriers to the freedom of walking into a new chapter. Yeah, so, interesting. So that was a big one for me. Tell me. Okay. Tell me about how it, like how that related to like money for you. And then like the shift that you've experienced where you actually said, like, we're just going to limit like our, you know, like income to be able to be generous and to serve. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that look like? Yeah. Identity. So I, my identity was so wrapped up in work you know, it felt really nice to give when you're making a lot of money. Um, and it felt very freeing because it was like, okay, this really feels like it's all gods. And, yeah. and so generosity was great and helped, um, kind of unshackle us from, you know, this God of mammon, right? Like where we were not, um, we were not defining our worth by money because yeah. we started giving. Right. So that was step one, but then, um, detaching myself from my career, Mm. you know, and, and this, you know, having climbed this ladder of success and getting this, you know, title and this recognition at this big company, same with my husband, you know, leaving wall street where that was his identity. Sure. Was this, you know, wall street, um, you know, buy side analyst, it was very, um, very hard. And God had to remind us like, you know, Hey, you, you are my daughter first. And the way that I see you is so much greater than what you're trying to earn for yourself. You know, yeah. everything, everything in our identity, all our self-worth was like our accomplishments and what we earned. Mm-hmm. So he had to kind of break that false perception that my self-worth is like what I do. Yeah. And instead it's like my, my self-worth is what he has already done on the cross and mm-hmm. that I am really free and I can't fail if I view him as, you know, the CEO of my life. If I just follow, like I can't fail, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I started holding, like, I think I started holding a lot of those things very loosely Mm -hmm. and, um, slowly and surely the Holy spirit kind of worked in me to not care at all about what other people perceived me, you know, where, you know, if, if I am never known by anybody for doing anything, anything big, you know, that's totally fine. Like I don't need to do anything big. All I need to do is follow him. And so that desire for like, being known and, you know, being an achiever and accomplishing things, um, that kind of selfish ambition just disappeared, hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I think there's a quote in the Bible that's like, uh, make it your life's mission to like lead a quiet life or something. Yeah. yeah lead a quiet. You know? Yeah. yeah. And my husband, Ben and I were both thinking of that and we were like, that's really amazing. Cause the people who are like leading cities in heaven are like, the grandma that like served in, you know, children's ministry faithfully, you know, and no one knew who she was, but she was a faithful servant who loved God and loved people. And she's the one ruling cities in heaven, not like, you know, the prior Zuckerbergs or Bezos of the world, you know, so different perspective of um, what self-worth and identity really, how God views us versus how we view ourselves. Yeah. So, so kind of those shackles, shackles of money, shackles of identity and self-worth like those things just um had to completely change for us to yeah move into this next season and it's pretty amazing I mean and how have you seen just 
you guys change on this like personal journey that you've been on? Like, is it just the freedom and the contentment or like, what does every day look like for you guys now? And how is it different? It is so different. It is um, so life-giving. Mm. You know, I didn't realize how much I was running on fumes yeah. um, because, you know, I was working at night or always taking calls at like 10 PM, you know, receiving texts from, you know, my manager, things like that. I just didn't realize how um, little freedom I had despite the income, right. Despite, despite the money and the abundance that I thought I had, I realized actually I didn't really have an abundant life because yeah. I didn't have a, I didn't have an abundant mindset. I had a scarcity mindset, which was like, I have to keep, yeah. keep going, keep working hard, you know, meanwhile, I'm storing up treasures on earth that will, will not last. Yeah. you know, working so hard for something that's just not going to last. And now, um, you know, even though our bank accounts are much lower, it feels very um, freeing to know that God, you are my provider. I don't have to strive even with this company. Yeah. Honestly, my DNA would have been, cause I've worked at startups. I was um, mm-hmm. in a part of seed round startups, post acquisition startups, which is, and I was the head of growth. Yep. So literally my D- DNA was like, you own all the marketing budget you need to grow this, you know, 10 person company to a 50 person company. And, and so my DNA is performance and achievement and growth and hustle. And with this company, God has just been like, you're here to serve me. The only thing that matters is you serving me. So I get temptations to hustle and try to grow this thing. And it's always convicting where it's like, no, I don't want you to go and network. I don't want you to hustle. You know, I will bring you the clients that he has. Yes. Um, And he's given me this balance too, where I can see my son more. Mm -hmm. I have time for, you know, reflection with him. I have rest, you know, it's just different. I've, it's weird to have a balanced life. I've never had that. (laughs) I know. And I kind of feel, I almost feel bad saying it because a lot of my peers were where I was, you know, over a year ago struggling with so many things. And again, it comes with this mindset of like more and more and more, I need to make more for myself and not realizing that the key to contentment is knowing, you know, Hey, I have enough now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which I do. And have enough, have enough financially. And then know that like, wow, there's so much more fulfillment in all of the other areas of life you know, yes. like the yes. freedom of what come, what's coming to mind is just like the freedom of stepping away. So for anybody yes. who's listening, like what freedom do you need to give yourself to mm. step away? Um, yes. whatever it is, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, that's preventing mm-hmm. you from being still, uh, being led more, uh, being more surrendered, all of those things from being mm-hmm. filled like life giving type of yes. build. Um, yes. and it's interesting. I think there's, I feel like there's been a shift in the last couple of years where, you know, after us collectively going through, you know, COVID and, and things that like people, I notice it in myself, I can't run like I used to. And I don't think I'm supposed to. Yes. I get tired yep. a lot easier. And I feel like I hear God saying like, like that's you're supposed to, because mm-hmm. you need to go back and you need to like fill up and you need to rest yeah. and you need to be more. And you like, so there's mm-hmm. so many things. I think he's like, you know, pointing things out and people for them to be able to be 
healed or for them to be able to yes. resolve from things yes. previously in their lives or yep. to maybe slow down enough to see certain things that they needed to see that maybe they couldn't see before because, you know, life was so fast. Um, yes, I completely agree. Parents going, I've never spent so much time with my kids. Yeah, It's hard, but it made me realize how little I spent with them pre-pandemic, you know, yeah. which is really convicting. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. So yeah. good. Well, Helen, as we wrap up here and I could, I mean, I could talk for three hours on this. It's me, just so me amazing. too. Me too. Um, maybe we'll have to I do, do have one. I do want to say one more thing. Cause you brought it up and it reminded me, we talked about this. Yes. Is the financial plan aspect. Yes. So like tangibly, is there any, yes. Or can yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to share, I'm going to share one nugget that was really life-changing for me. What, and I just, my, my husband continues to disciple me because he's a financial planner yeah. and, you know, got certified and, you know, he's a kingdom advisor, you know, so it's kind of like um, the biblical principles of money applied in his job every day. Cool. And one thing that was really helpful practically is starting in reverse order. You know how most people, we don't know the lifestyle we want. It just keeps changing as we make more money. And so therefore you're always on this hamster wheel. It's always yeah. like, I'll just keep going. I'll just keep climbing the success ladder. And right. I'll put that money to use and I'll make the lifestyle that I can earn, you know, that I can afford yes. instead, what we started to do, um, which helped us realize we don't need as much, we don't need this, you know, dual income corporate corporate salary. We started with what's the lifestyle we, that we actually want, yeah. which really challenged us when, when we had a kid and it was like, I want time. I want about, you know, I want margin. Um, I don't really need all these things. Right. Yeah. So what's the lifestyle that we want? How much would that cost? Um, you know, looking at our expenses, practice, like we did a financial plan. What are our expenses, you know, mortgage, planning for the future, retirement, like add all of those numbers up. How much is that? And that number was a lot less for us than what we were bringing in. Yeah. You know, and so that helped us realize, okay, are we committed to this lifestyle that we're envisioning where we're not planning to buy beach houses and just like all this excess to us. And it may not be excess for someone else. Like, right. We all have different priorities, but what we clearly define, this is excess for us. Whereas this is like what we really value in our lifestyle and having that number, which we're calling a financial finish line, because practically speaking, anything ex in excess of that, if, if God blesses our careers and allows us to earn more, anything in excess, we don't really need. Right. So yeah. that's a, a means to be generous with, yeah. right? Like if you don't really need it for both your present and your future, then why hold on to, why store it up? Right. right. So yeah, that, that number helped us. And that number helped me realize, like, I don't really need to work in a full-time capacity. Like it gave, gave us the freedom to realize, Hey, Ben, Ben can be a, our primary bedwinner. Mm -hmm. which I never, you know, expected going into this. I was the, the sugar mama working in corporate <laughs> while he was starting his company. Right. So yeah, sure. that was a big shift for me. And it, it gave me the freedom to decide, okay, what's the right work life balance for me and um, the, the appropriate salary, you know? So it just was very helpful. and made me realize I don't have to be, be in this, you know, high income corporate job if I don't want to be. That's so awesome. Helen, thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> This is so good. And it was life-giving for me. So thank you seriously for being willing to come on and maybe we'll need oh, to thank you, friend. because you, you and I speak the same language. It, yes. It's the best. Yes. yes. I love hearing your story too. Like you, you have clearly experienced what I've experienced and it's so nice to be with people who really understand you on that level, you know, yeah. with, 
with contentment and surrender and following God. And yeah. so thank you for just um, knowing me so deeply, even though we haven't known each other very long, like I, I feel like you're a kindred spirit. I know. So, love it. So thank you. Yeah, you love know. it. Thanks for having me on.